Good morning, good evening, good ears and listening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Media Podcast, your one-stop shop weekly information dump for movies, TV, music, and video games. Not necessarily in that order. My name's Mike. His name's Matt. Hi, my name's Matt. His name's Mike. Welcome. It is April the 2nd, 2022. Thank you for joining us on this wonderful Saturday morning. We are recording remote because it finally did it. Finally happened after years of dodging it. Uh, Two years to the day. Yeah. Uh, Two years and a week. (laughs) The the, uh, COVID-19 has finally hit the Media Book Podcast. Uh, So Mike is in isolation. But... um, we're still doing okay. Uh, he seems to be recovering. He's coming out of it. Uh, we're okay over here. So, like, life continues. Yep. And the Media Boat Podcast continues with episode yes. 325. That's right. Yeah. Can't stop us. Keep going. <laughs> Never stop. <laughs> Nothing stops us. Um, yeah. So, we're in the middle of award season, the award season valley here. Last week was the Oscars. We will talk about that in the end of the show. And then, oh, we'll talk about that at the end of the show. And then tomorrow are the Grammys. So, we will talk about a little bit of predictions today. But, uh, oh, we'll talk about that at the beginning of the show. Yes. But, uh, we also have so much other stuff to talk about in the show. So, why don't we start rolling with the music? Yep. Uh, we start, um, we start every episode of this season's podcast with the music section and we always start music with the billboard we start the billboard with the hot 100 keeping that hot hot summer vibes going spring vibes yeah it's spring yeah it's spring spring. well it's a heat wave (laughs) because glass animals heat wave yes still once again your number one song at two stay by the kids roy and justin bieber coming in at three Super Gremlin by Kodak Black. <laughs> uh, entering at four, ABCDEFU by Gale. And coming in at number five, your yes. new entry into the top five, Ghost yes. by Justin Bieber. Yes, that means and Bruno has been dethroned. Well, not out of the top ten, but out of the top five the top that five. we cover here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. No more Bruno. I don't think we'll see Bruno again. So everyone go back to talking about Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> the moratorium on Bruno has ended. <laughs> yes. And that is also the um, actual response to that email we had about two months ago. When can we yes. stop talking about Bruno? Uh, April 2nd. Yes. <laughs> April. You had to wait three months. <laughs> yeah. Finally happened. Right. As for your album, start your billboard 200. At number one, Stray Kids mini album, colon, Ordinary mm-hmm. by Stray Kids. Coming in at number two, 7220 by Lil Durk. <laughs> at three is the Encanto soundtrack by various artists. Yep. At four, Dangerous, the double album, Morgan Wallen. <laughs> and rounding out your top five, Fighting Demons by Juice World, yes, yes, that Juice World, Juice World, another posthumous Juice World record, uh, has charted. Yeah, not weird week, uh, not much happened except for that Bieber and the Juice World album coming in, and I guess the Stray Kids EP, which is like, I don't even know what Stray Kids is, I don't know if you've named the song that they did, I wouldn't be able to tell you, 
like big shrug coming from over here. I don't know what Stray Kids is. Stray Kids is a boy band. Stray Kids is a South Korean pop band. Oh, it's a K-pop. It's a K-pop thing. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense now. Anyway. Anyways, <laughs> that explains that. If you didn't like any of those albums, yeah, we have new releases. We do. Yep. Um, so these are new releases that are coming out next week, mm-hmm. including El Mirador by Calexico. Chloe and the Next 20th Century by Father John Misty. Yeah, remember that name? <laughs> yes. Also, with that title, you think it's by Chloe. <laughs> yeah, but no. Uh, Chloe X Haley. Nope. <laughs> nope. Neither of them, turns out. Yes, by Father John Misty. Uh, Disco 4, Part <laughs> 2 by Health. Yeah. Fear of the Dawn by Jack White. Yes, that Jack White. <laughs> Two Ribbons by Let's Eat Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> or Let's Eat Grandma. No, no comma. This is Let's Eat Grandma. Yeah, that's right. Let's Eat, or let's eat Grandma. Yeah. Uh, Second Nature by Lucius. Mm-hmm. Bronco by Orville Peck. And lastly... Wet Leg by Wet Leg. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been looking forward to that Wet Leg record, so I will listen to that. But other than that, kind of weak, weak, weak for me. Like, I'm like, eh, some shrugs. Some shrugs. Well, nothing to shrug about is our first news story. Um, yeah. Follow-up to last week's shocking and, uns- and unexpected death of... Yeah. Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins. The Foo Fighters have decided to, and rightfully so, canceled all forthcoming tour dates. A statement from the group reads, quote, is with great sadness that Foo Fighters confirm the cancellation of all upcoming tour dates in light of the staggering loss of our brother Taylor Hawkins. We're sorry for and share in the disappointment that we won't be seeing one another as planned. Instead, Let's take this time to grieve, to heal, to pull our loved ones close, and to appreciate all the music and memories we've made together. With love, Foo Fighters. The band was also on tour in South America and about to perform at a festival in Colombia on Friday when Hawkins reportedly complained of chest pains and died soon afterwards. While no cause of death has been announced, Local medical authorities reported that he had multiple drugs in his system and an enlarged heart. Sad news still coming out of the Foo Fighters camp. Yeah, but it does answer two of the questions we had last week. One, about the circumstances of his death, and two, about what the Foo Fighters would do for their upcoming dates. Uh, So yeah, it's not super surprising that they're choosing to cancel here. It would probably send a huge rift through the band. Like, I'm sure that they're still mourning and still trying to figure out what their future is as a band. So why tour on that energy? Just take a break. And so that's what they're doing. They're allowing time to recover from this and, like, really think about what it means to them and let the fans also recover from this instead of just immediately being like, all right, we got somebody to come in. Like, all right, next man up. That's not a... It's not, yeah. it's not a team sport. 
even it's though not. it is yeah a band's not a team sport it's a brotherhood yeah. right exactly it's a family i mean yeah. when you read read quotes about how close dave Grohl was to taylor it's like really touching they were like brothers like and so it's like it's like losing a brother for him and yeah, I can't imagine the thing he wants to do is wake up and play a Columbia festival. It's like the last thing he probably wants to do right now. He probably just wants to live his life normally for a little bit and let everybody recover and then move on later. So, uh, I don't want to like be presumptuous and put a timestamp on it, but two years? Yeah, I don't know. At least a full year. Yeah, uh, at least a full year. Yeah, I don't know what they do, but like it's never going to be the same. And no, I mean, like you have bands that like lose their frontman, like Lincoln Park. Yeah, it's been five years. Right. Nothing. No new music's come out since then. I mean, no band music, obviously. Right. Um, there's been some solo material, but yeah, like it's a hard thing to move on from, and it's really going to like they're really going to have to do something different. And yeah, so I don't mind. I don't blame them for taking time off. Yep. Even even big names like the Beatles, not the Beatles. Um, well, Beatles they broke up; they never yeah. returned. Uh, but I think you have the Eagles, where yeah. yes, they eventually did retour, but with Glenn Frey's son after yeah. Glenn Frey passed, and that took some time, and that took a lot of time too. Yeah. So yeah, no surprises here. It's good that they're taking some time off because they need it. So good for them. But what's not good is when you decide to take time off. For the sake of taking time off. I literally texted you when this when I saw this because I thought it was so funny. And this is kind of the aftermath of it. Don't worry. It has a happy ending. Does it? I, I don't know. So, uh, as we know, the final four is currently taking place um, in college basketball. Well, if you're a big Final Four fan and you're also a big country star musician... <laughs> you kind of have to make a choice of which one you're going to be at what time. Yes. So, country star Eric Church has taken to social media <laughs> battering, is taking social media battering because he canceled a sold out concert uh, in San Antonio in order to attend an NCAA tournament game. <laughs> uh, well, he is looking to make it up to Texas fans who are unhappy about the spurned uh, spurned ticket sales. Yeah. So, Church sent a message to ticket holders uh, for the show that that was to have taken place Saturday night at AT&T Center in San Antonio, telling them they would be invited to a makeup show in the nearby city of New Braunfels. Mm-hmm. In five months. <laughs> Quote, thank you, San Antonio, for letting me take my family to this game. It took a minute to figure out how and when I could properly express my thanks. <laughs> I'll be coming to Whitewater Amphitheater in New Braunfels, Texas, on Friday, September 2nd, for a one-of-a-kind free show for those of you who bought tickets and were planning to attend our canceled San Antonio show. <laughs> Not quite a free show if you already bought tickets to a previous <laughs> show. Yeah, I just think he's not no additional price, but um, it's something. At least it's not just like too bad, get refunds. Like at least he is promising to be there, just not in San Antonio. And I imagine it's not super close of a drive to get to New Braunfels. Um, 
So it's not the easiest replacement concert, but at least he's doing something to offer to the people who feel like they got ripped off. I mean, New Broadfells is like just outside of um, like downtown San Antonio. So it's not too bad. I mean, uh, it's about also, like 30 minutes, it's about 30 miles. Yeah. Also, I imagine this is probably going to, there's going to be a drop off between the number of tickets that were sold for, intended for the San Antonio show and who actually decide to transfer to the, the other show. So I imagine it's going to be smaller no matter what you do. Like he just knows that a percentage of people aren't going to bother. Put it this way. It's like saying, oh, sorry you missed my show at the Griffith Observatory. <laughs> In five months, you can um, see me play at the Irvine Amphitheater. <laughs> five points. <laughs> it's, a downgrade five in points. Yeah. it's a downgrade in venue. And yeah. it's moving five months for everyone who may have like booked hotels, booked travel, yeah, booked babysitters, yeah. booked all that other stuff that you kind of planned for it in advance for an Eric Church concert. And all of a sudden, boom, you got to reschedule in five months because Eric Church wanted to see a basketball game. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like a little <laughs> ridiculous. And the fact, I think it's very funny that he's not apologizing at all. No, he's, he's not apologizing. He's thanking his fans and being like, thanks for letting us see them. Thanks for being, thank you for being so understanding that I need to go see this basketball game. It was so funny. Just not apologetic at all. But like, hey, that's what, as you said, to some people, as uh, some people, basketball is very important. (laughs) I don't know if it's that important, but to Eric Church. Ball is life. Ball is life. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that was your feel good question mark story of the week. I don't know. Sure made Eric Church feel good to say that. <laughs> I bet it did. I bet it did. But of course, as you said at the top of the show, it is now time for us to do a little bit of Grammy talk. We're not going to go through every category like we did with the Oscars because I don't know if you know about the Grammys, how many damn categories there are. There's too many. You mean spoken word? Have you not listened to that many spoken word categories or <laughs> no, classical renditions? Out. Turns out. And like, I haven't looked at like packaging. I have not looked at classical producer of the year. Like, no, there's no reason to go through everything. So instead, let's just talk about the Grammys' big four, which are, in case you don't know, Song of the Year, Record of the Year, Album of the Year, and Best New Artist. Yep. So we'll start at the top with Record of the Year. So Record of the Year is the producer's prize. It is, uh, is basically the equivalent of Best Picture. And it's basically like, what song um, was basically the best produced of the year? Yep, uh, this goes to the producers, record, recording engineers, right. and or mixers. Yes. Not a songwriting award. The Song of the Year award is the songwriting award. Yep, so we have I Still Have Faith in You by ABBA, mm-hmm. Freedom by John Patiste, I Get a Kick Out of You by Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga, <laughs> Peaches by Justin Bieber featuring Dan, Daniel Caesar and Givian. Right on Time by Brandy Carlisle. Kiss Me More by Doja Cat featuring SZA. Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish. Montero, Call Me By Your Name by Lil Nas X. Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic. And your winner and <laughs> sweeping all categories nominated this year. Yeah. Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. 
So yeah, here's the Media Boat <laughs> podcast. We've already established that we think when the nominees were announced, we said that we're pretty sure that this is going to be Olivia's night. She was is likely to sweep here. Um, but of course, with Billie Eilish in the category, there's always a chance that she can win. Yep. Lil Nas X also coming off of a Best New Artist win, like could have a chance here. Um, there's a lot of different ways that this could go. Um, you know, they could even pull a classic upset and just give it to Tony Bennett as kind of like an end of career kind of honor because he's done after this. I mean, the man's 95 years old. So. Right. I mean, he is the oldest recording <laughs> like artist ever to yeah, put out an album. It's interesting that you have a 19 year old here and a 95 year old like really balances the scales out. Um Hey, you're just getting both ends of the spectrum. So, yeah, I don't know <laughs> if I have an official prediction. Like, I feel like Olivia Rodrigo is my gut pick. But, I, again, though, like a cap, capped off career Grammy for Tony Bennett would not be something that the Grammys have. Like, that wouldn't be out of the Grammys zone, you know? So, it's more of an Oscar thing to do. It is, but maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. This one's a weird category because there's so many entrants. But I think right, and like you said, having Billie Eilish in any category is dangerous. Is dangerous. Yeah, they're gonna try <laughs> maybe lean that way because the Recording yeah. Academy has but, done so the past couple of years. Yeah, but 2021 was Olivia's year. Uh, driver's license was huge. I feel like it probably is Olivia's. Yep. Uh, all right, so we're leaning that way. I we'll think see. I'm leaning toward Olivia. All right. Then let's go to the second category. Album of the year. Yeah. This one is for the artists, featured artists, songwriters of the new material, producers, mm-hmm. engineers, and mixers. Everybody. Everybody, Everybody gets the album of the year award. This is the big, everyone come on stage. We all right. did it. It's the big event. Yep. We have <clears throat> We Are by John Batiste. Love for Sale by Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. Justice by Triple Chuck or Justice Triple Chuck's Deluxe by Justin <laughs> Bieber. Planet Her Deluxe by Doja Cat. Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish. Mm-hmm. Back of My Mind by Her. Montero by Lil Nas X. Sour by Olivia Rodrigo, Evermore, by Taylor Swift, and lastly, Donda, by Kanye West. So I feel like we can safely rule out Taylor and Kanye here. Kanye will not they be cancel each other performance. Out. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> but also because I think like, yeah, Kanye is not going to be there. I don't think Donda was critically well-received. So I feel like you can probably cross that out. I think that Taylor's, like, Taylor can't repeat there's no way that they pick Evermore after picking Folklore last year. I think that the general critical consensus is it's weaker anyways. Don't agree personally, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tony Bennett has a chance here for the same reason I said for Record of the Year. But I actually think this is between Olivia and Billy again. Because I think that, I feel like there's a chance that if Olivia doesn't take all four of these, it's because she loses album to Billy. I could easily see that because 
we said it when we talked about happier than ever on this podcast it feels like she was leaning into that more like accessible wide like wider audience sound Mm -hmm. very grammy friendly and the fact that she's already won this award before gives her an advantage um that being said um there's again so many entrants here that we could see a surprise we could see her grammy favorite her show up here we could see uh, John Batiste, Grammy John favorite, Batiste because he's nominated the most this year. This may be where he wins, like a, a big award. Again, if Olivia is going to lose one of these, this is probably the one she loses. Um, so it yeah, be I think it is because it is like the full album and artist. Yeah, and I think you do see the Tony Bennett, Lady Gaga love for sale here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I wouldn't be surprised. That being said, still pulling for Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, again, yes. my gut still says Olivia here just because of how hot her career right now is, but it's Grammys, and if we've learned anything over the course of watching the Grammys is that they don't care what you think. They will give it to some old fogey and tell you that they deserve it. So, yep. like, literally, who knows? <laughs> but, yeah, yep. we're going to See go Arcade Fire. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that's not really an example of what I just said. If anything, it's at them one of the few times that they actually acknowledged the best record that year. But right. who knows? But they don't consistently do that is the thing. Like, so who knows? Uh, but hopefully it's sour. Yep. Uh, our next big category, song of the year, which goes to the songwriters. Right. So we have Bad Habits. I'm not going to go through all the songwriters, but just who sings it, Ed Sheeran. A Beautiful Noise, uh, sung by Alicia Keys and Brandi Carlisle. Driver's License, sung by Olivia Rodrigo. Fight For You, sung by her. Happier Than Ever, sung by Billie Eilish. Kiss Me More, sung by Doja Cat, featuring SZA. Leave the Door Open, sung by Silk Sonic. Montero, Call Me By Your Name, sung by Lil Nas X. Peaches, sung by Justin Bieber, featuring Daniel Caesar and Givian, and Right on Time, sung by Brandy Carlisle. Again, same conversation, right? Is like you have these tried and true Grammy winners here, including Silk Sonic, really Bruno Mars being the winner there. Uh, Brandy Carlisle, who's already won Grammys. You have a lot of strong interests in this category. So Olivia has a lot to fight back in order to win this, but I think she has a chance. Um, yeah, I don't know. That seems to be the narrative this year is like Olivia is the, the fan favorite, kind of like going in with the momentum. But as we'll talk about with the Oscars later, momentum doesn't always guarantee you the big prize. And so now, after having that experience on Sunday, now I've got this nagging thing in the back of my head. It's like, don't be pot, like, don't be too confident <laughs> because you never know. So, but really though, if there's one thing that driver's license does the best, it's in the songwriting. Mm -hmm. So this is the prize it should win. Record of the year may be a little bit more iffy, but this is the one it deserves. So still my pick, but with uh, who knows what's going to happen kind of energy. (laughs) And lastly, Best new artist go um, with nominees Arush Aftab, mm-hmm. Jimmy Allen, Baby Keem, Phineas, Glass Animals, 
Japanese Breakfast, The Kid Leroy, Arlo Parks, Olivia Rodrigo, and Saweetie. <laughs> this is easily Olivia because she has to win this. Like it's the category that she's guaranteed almost to win. It would be cool if Japanese Breakfast won, but it's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> and yeah, there's other names on here that have like entered enough into the consciousness this year that maybe have a chance, an outside chance here. I think um, I've seen a lot of Arlo Parks' name uh, this year. I think that um, Glass Animals riding on the high of having a number one single right now uh, might have a little bit of the share of votes here. Um, but I think if Olivia loses this, it will be a huge, huge upset. Yeah, it's a kind of weird seeing Glass Animals on here when like, didn't they have a hit oh, yeah. almost 10 years ago? <laughs> That's the thing about the best new artist category is you always have to take it with a gigantic grain of salt because there have been artists on here that have been recording for years before they're nominated. Like, right, it's only when they quote-unquote make it big. Right. But even then, like, yeah. I'm pretty sure like Glass Animals had a hit. Yes, they did. Back- they did. Yes, you're right. Not a number one single though, and I feel like you're right. They have to reach some certain certain like echelon of like success in order to be seen by the Academy in this way, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah, because like Japanese Breakfast, I mean, this is her third record, yeah. third solo record on top of two records she put out with a band prior. So, of course, nobody that's voting for the Academy knows that. Only weird people like me know that. So. Yeah, you always have to take it with a huge grain of salt. But Olivia, though, one of those rare examples of, yeah, besides her acting career, this is actually her first full year of being in the business. It just so happened to be super, super successful. Right. I know we have the same like comments about best new artists every year, especially I think most recent one was indeed Lizzo, who's been around for yeah, five well, years yeah, and then yeah. finally won best new artist there's a lot of people talking about that it's like wait a minute isn't that even the single that was nominated was like years old right <laughs> so yeah it, it depends on the conversation obviously they do have rules about when something is released and i guess if something is put on a record like an album during that even if it was a previously released single it still counts so stuff like that really they fudge their numbers but best new artist is them fudging the most yeah, because it's a breakthrough <laughs> into the public consciousness right, and notably is, impacted the musical yeah, landscape which is whenever that happens. Subjective. <laughs> yes. Super subjective. So yeah, that's going to be different depending on who the Academy members are. Yep, that being said, I, it's good to see a country up-and-comer Jimmy Allen yeah. on there. Too bad he won't win. Just like the Mirrorball Trophy. <laughs> 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 All right. Anyway, so those are your big four. Um, yeah, media vote po- podcast opinion. We pretty sure that Olivia will have a good night, but album of the year is a big question mark. Is how I feel. Yep, it's hard to pull the sweep, especially as a new artist. But then again, Billy, Billy Eilish did it. Right, so, so Billy did it, and I feel like ever since Billy, now I feel like it's possible. But I still don't want to one hundred percent. I'm not betting on this one. Let me tell you. <laughs> All right. Anyway. You're not betting on it. Not a betting on this one. All right. So, uh, did you listen to anything? Uh, no, slow release week, um, at least for mainstream releases. I didn't get 
Alois around to listening to the new Red Hot Chili Peppers. I was hoping that you would, but it looks like you did not. No, so. I did not. <laughs> so maybe next week. Yep, maybe next week. So let's get right into video games. Yes. And we start with new releases. Right. Ooh, we got some big hitters this week. Literally, yes. Yep. Uh, as Lego Star Wars colon the Skywalker Saga for the PS4, PS5, everything. Yay. It's your big finally. release. Finally. After years of being delayed, this thing is finally coming out. So if you've been waiting for a new Lego game, this is finally here. And it's just every Star Wars thing you can imagine packed into one game. So note on this, if you've played the previous Lego Star Wars games, that's not what this is. This is not a compilation package. Not. This is them rebuilding those games from the ground up completely new. <laughs> rebuilding. Good pun. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, it's cool. Uh, it's been kind of embroiled in a lot of confusion and controversy over its delay. I mean, this is, of course, uh, the last, I believe, in the Warner published Lego games as we know them. Mm-hmm. Traveler's Tales has now made a deal to, or sorry, TT Games. It's not <laughs> 1999 anymore. Yep. Um, TT Games has made, I guess, deals with now other companies. So now uh, Lego games will show up different with different publishers and be different kinds of games going forward. So this will be the last of an era, you could say. And that's why it's one of the reasons why it's taken so long for it to come out, because Warner was basically shedding a lot of their game assets. So... This may be just be one of those games that I buy because you know you're gonna it, play a lot of it. When I get to the Dungeons of Summer and wait for something to come out, yeah, it's gonna be the game I'm gonna go to that I can put mm-hmm. on for an hour and complete two levels yeah. and just be like, okay, that was fun. When you finally I like finish the Lego games, we finally finish Horizon. This will be a good go-to. So uh, I'll, I'll get there in uh, thoughts. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, also coming out this week. It's baseball season. MLB The Show 22, a.k.a. the Shotani version. Yes, the Shotani version. Coming out on everything. Note, though, first note is, well, everything but PC. Okay, yes. First year on Switch. So if you have a Switch, you can finally buy it. A couple notes, though. One, if you had bought the uh, special edition, you can actually play as of last night. Uh, That went live last night. So some people are already playing it. The game itself, launch day, is actually the 5th. So everyone will be able to play it. That's also, I believe, when it will unlock on Game Pass, as in just like last year, you can play it on Game Pass with your subscription. So on Xbox and Xbox Series X. So there you go. So I will be checking that out. We'll definitely talk about some show next week. Um, I'm interested to see what the changes they've done with Road to the Show, because that's kind of my mode that I typically play. I'll bring my uh, closing picture into the new the new game. I'm yes, you got closing and not starting. Closing. Dude, closing feels so good. Just feels so. It good. moves the so game much, so much faster. That too, but also you feel so good when you're like, yeah, I got the save. Yeah, yeah that I was came me. In. That's right. You lean on me. I can do this. Yeah, because unlike a starting picture, you don't feel like the world is going to end at any point. <laughs> like at the closing, you're like, you know what? I can get a guy on base and still finish the game with no Mm -hmm. runs and feel good about myself. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, We also have Chrono Cross, colon, the Radical Dreamers edition for 
uh, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. This is that remastered edition of Chrono Cross. Long time coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there you go. And lastly, Godfall colon Ultimate Edition for Xbox One and Xbox Series X. Formerly a PlayStation and PC exclusive. This is finally the Xbox release. Uh, note, the Ultimate Edition is also being, uh, that rolls up all the DLC and stuff, is also being released on the existing, like the PlayStation PC as well. Mm-hmm. But I've only listed Xbox because it's brand new to those platforms. So, yep, so if you haven't played Godfall on any of the Xboxes, now yeah. you can and you didn't download the PlayStation Plus version uh, about a month ago when that was available. <laughs> oh, I did. I still haven't played it, but I it's in my library. Yeah. As long like along with the other like 120 plus games that are just yeah. in my library. <laughs> did I ever tell you that I got the I downloaded the Game Pass version of Guardians of the Galaxy and still have never started it? I even installed <laughs> it thinking I was gonna have a chance to play it, but you know what happened immediately after that? Horizon and Horizon. Kirby, so I haven't gotten a chance to play it. But I will eventually, when I have a moment, go and play Guardians finally. So yep. we'll see. Well, speaking of those PlayStation Plus free games, we hinted about it last week. We didn't delve into the rumor of what it could be because right. an official announcement officially came from yep. official Sony. Here it is. Yep. Here's the announcement. This is long, but bear with me. I needed to include all the details because it breaks down the prices and tiers. All right. So Sony Interactive Entertainment has officially announced its one, two, three tier subscription service, which will use the PlayStation Plus brand and offer access to hundreds of games. The service will combine two of Sony's existing subscriptions, PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now, and phase out PlayStation Now when it officially becomes live. Yeah. The new service will launch for PS4 and PS5 starting in June, structured across three payment tiers, either essential tier, your extra tier, and your premium tier. So here's what you get. PS Plus Essentials offers the exact same benefits as the current PS Plus service with its monthly free games, discounts, and online multiplayer. It'll cost the same, about 60 bucks a year. Yeah. PlayStation Plus Extra will include the same benefits as PlayStation Plus with the added benefits of access to a library of 400 downloadable PS4 and PS5 games. These games will include Death Stranding, God of War, Marvel's Spider-Man, Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales, Mortal Kombat 11, Returnal, and more. Additional titles, including third-party titles, will be announced at a later date with regular editions planned for the future. PlayStation Plus Extra will cost about $100 a year. Finally, PlayStation Plus Premium includes everything I've said before, but also adds up to 340 additional games, including PS3 titles available to st- available via cloud streaming, and an additional catalog of classic games available in both streaming and download options from PlayStation 
PlayStation 2, and PSP generations. Uh, Premium will also offer cloud streaming access for original PlayStation, PlayStation, or PlayStation, PSP, PS2, and PS4 games offered in the extra and premium tiers in markets where PlayStation Now is currently available. In addition, premium members will be able to access uh, time-limited game trials, allowing them to try selected games before they buy. And the premium tier will cost $120 a year. So that was a lot of information, but basically what you need to know is that this is essentially their Game Pass equivalent, except unlike Game Pass, it's not just one thing. So what they're doing is basically the premium model is the floodgates. This is everything. This is you're getting classic PlayStation, PlayStation 2, and PlayStation 4 games on top of the uh, limited, more limited library that you're getting in the extra plus cloud streaming PS3 games. Now, this is the big, this has become the big caveat for a lot of people. PS3 emulation for a while was very difficult to figure out. Emulators were kind of iffy about PS3 games because of how unique the PS3, like the structure of the PS3 was. Like the cell processor, this very specific proprietary technology that the PS3 was built with was for a while very hard for people to figure out. If anybody's gonna figure out hardware emulation for their own console though, it'd probably be Sony. So after this, some news did come out like about, yeah, Sony's looking into hardware emulation for PS3 games, but I guess they're assuming that that's not gonna be ready or done by the time they wanna launch the service. So that means just like PlayStation Now before it, you will only be able to stream PS3 games and not download them directly to the PlayStation. To some people, this is not cool because it means that PS3 exclusives like Metal Gear Solid 4, games that have never come out on any other platform, you're not going to get the real downloaded experience playing that. You'll have to rely on your internet connection and hope that streaming works for you. And that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of a downside. The other big downside here compared to Game Pass is Sony is adamant that they will not be doing day one first party releases for download. The compromise they're making here is that seven-day limited game trial thing. But don't get your hopes up too high because that doesn't say that's guaranteed to be all of the first-party releases. They might be selective there. For example, you might get maybe the new, um, I don't know what their release calendar looks like right now, um, but like for, what I'm saying is, is like they have, a, they have a choice to where they do this so don't assume they're going to do God of War Ragnarok day one, seven day trial. You don't know they're going to do that. To me, if they said today, we guarantee that all first party releases will get that seven day trial for premium. I think that this is a no brainer because you don't, because to me, that makes it worth it because you can play a lot of game in seven days. But it's a really high price without that being a guarantee. Mm -hmm. And so I'm feeling still very wait and see about this service because, but, but if you have nostalgia for the PlayStation library and you don't feel like $120 a month is, or a, a month, Jesus, a year is that much, um, then this could be a valuable package to some people. I'm not that person, but maybe you are. <laughs> 
Um, with the current way I play video games, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, same thing with the added streaming from PlayStation Now. If there were day one releases, yes, I would get $100 easy, done, heartbeat, yeah. good. But the way like I play video games now, I'm not, I don't have time to constantly play new stuff or old stuff or even yeah. go back to the catalog or well of games. Yeah. It's not for me at this time. Um, 10 years ago, it was definitely for me when I had all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. none of the responsibilities anymore. Exactly. Uh, but like, this is still a step up from what PlayStation Plus essential is. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you are paying for something here. It does give you a similar vibe to Game Pass. Another variable here that we're not quite sure about is exactly what third parties are going to play ball. If you're going to see a lot of the same companies that have already put their games on Game Pass also put their games on this service, or perhaps publishers that haven't jumped on the Game Pass bandwagon yet that make a deal with Sony instead. That's also very possible. You don't see, for example, a lot of Activision games show up on um, Game Pass. You don't see like new Call of Duty day one. Maybe, I mean, you won't in the future. That's a bad example, but you know what right. I mean. Like, probably uh, other the EA origin library. Yeah, maybe EA makes a special deal with them. You could see, um, you could see like, soft stuff. 2K has an opportunity here. They don't deal with Microsoft in that same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of possibility here, but just as it stands right now, there's a lot of questions and we don't know exactly how it's going to be. Right. Out. And the lack of day one yeah. releases is the big thing that Xbox is still holding the carrot over them saying, you still can't get up to this level. To that. They're just not willing to do, be a loss leader like that, like Microsoft is. Microsoft is right. taking a big hit by offer, offering these $60 games on their service without having to pay that $60 at pop. But, uh, Sony, you know, they also doubled down on that $70 price this generation. They're also, so they're definitely, they've made their bed and they're they're not ready. Like Jim Ryan put a quote this, this week where it was basically like, we still think that that goes against our philosophy. And they want to make sure that there's a value attached to the hard work that their studios do on these big, AAA titles. I'm not saying he's wrong. Obviously, those teams do work very hard. I mean, you don't get games like Miles Morales or The Last of Us or Horizon by without those teams working incredibly hard on those assets and that art and the huge worlds they're creating and the massive stories that they're telling. That takes work, and I get why they want to be paid for it adequately and they believe that those are $70 experiences. I get that. But Microsoft has changed the game. Microsoft has literally changed how the economics of game sales go with Game Pass. And it would be sad to see them lose this like hearts and minds fight because they are so stubborn about that price. So who knows? I don't know. Uh, But it's interesting to see them try. It's interesting to see... And we'll see how this does for them. If it's a huge success, maybe they do lean all the way into it by the end of the year. Like maybe this, maybe 2023, we go into and they're like, never mind, we opened up the gate. We are allowing these games to be there for one uh, first day. Like maybe they do that. But as it stands right now, no guarantee. 
So we'll see what happens. Or at least like give the games at a discount. Like you're already yeah. paying for the subscription, especially for those PS Studios games. Yeah. Like well, the, here's an extra, for an extra twenty dollars, you can buy this game instead of seventy dollars. Yeah. But for me personally, that seven day trial I think is going to be they make it or break it. Yep. If I because if I can do a seven day trial of the new Sony game, I might not even game, need GameFly anymore. Right. Like that's, that's right. kind of the last of the pillars that has to fall for me to finally be like, I don't need this service because then I can actually try God of War and see if I actually like it, which is not something <sighs> I can do. I didn't play the first or the not the first one, the PS4 one either. So like, and I have it at any time thanks to the Essentials Collection. I can play that. But again, just like you said, I'm playing new games now, like all the time. So right, you got to wait for new games to stop coming out for you to go back to to your well library. Speaking of which, just a little PSA about that Essentials Collection. I saw today a headline for this. If you haven't downloaded and installed uh, Persona 5 off of that Essentials Collection, it will be removed from the service soon. So just a PSA, if you always wanted to play Persona 5 and you have that Essentials Collection, get it now because they're going to remove it. Oh, I tried playing Persona 5. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't didn't jive with you? Didn't jive with me. Yeah. I did like the funky music. What has been jiving with you this week? What have you been playing? Uh, well, before we get there, we have some game bits. Oh, sorry. I forgot about the game bits. Yes, let's go these do, do these real quick. Yep. Uh, first off, the other big news and shoe that dropped this week that we yes. do, pick up your phone. We called it Breath of the Wild 2, yes. delayed to 2023. So it looks like Nintendo's big Switch uh, game for holiday season will be Scarlet and Violet, the Pokemon games. Yep. Well, it looks like the it's been cleared from Zelda. So spring 2023. So... I wouldn't be surprised if it's a year from now in March that we see this. Yep. Um, in other bad news, Activision Blizzard will pay an $18 million loss or million dollar settlement for their sexual harassment lawsuits. Yes. Speaking of shoes dropping, this is finally some uh, actual result from that lawsuit. Uh, and yeah, Mark, uh, like it looks like they're going to have to actually pay out on it. So a uh, happy day for the people affected by this because they're actually going to get some compensation. Mm-hmm. So good to see actual uh, payment happening. And lastly, in case you didn't hear the news already, E3's digital event mm-hmm. has been canceled as well. <laughs> yeah, the SAR already said that the in-person event was canceled for 2022. Now they're just going the extra mile and being like, nobody was interested. Nobody wanted to make deals with us. So we're just not doing it. Their official line is that they're going to refocus and uh, put all their effort into the 2023 show, which they now say is going to be in-person and digital guaranteed. Uh, But again, anything can happen between now and 2023. So Right, especially since we're living in a world where publishers make their own announcements on their own timeline. Yeah, so so it looks like, yeah, if we go further into the assumption that maybe E3 is dead for good. I see a lot of um, a lot of publications did run their E3 is dead stories this year, yep. which I think is a little presumptuous, but I get where they're coming from is what I'll say. In like, memoriam. Like, I understand, like, that it looks pretty bad, but if I know the ESA, they're going to try. Whether they succeed or not, I don't know, but they're at least going to try to do a show next year, but we'll see. 
we'll see. So yeah, as I've been saying, I've been playing a couple games. The two big ones currently on my list are Horizon Forbidden West, which I've finally done all my cleanup on. All right. So uh, I got to the um, Wings of Ten um, main storyline, and then I stopped there and completed every other side mission in Aaron that I could possibly do mm-hmm. until I, like, I run up to the, oh, you must complete Wings of Ten in order to com- ah. to, to start this. Yeah, okay. I think you've seen that, right? I'm not quite there. Um, no, but you've seen that error pop up? or that Yeah, like that thing up. where it's like you finally hit the wall where you, they want you to do the story mission. Yeah. Yes. I finally cleaned up everything else <laughs> and they want me to do the story mission. Yeah. So finally there. It took me about two weeks <laughs> but I'm finally there. That's just so much to unpack in this game. So much yeah. to go around. All the different challenges are unique and different and fun. And it's like, okay, yes, good. Yeah. Variety is the spice of life. Yeah. So I'm back on the main story. My mission. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm still cooking on that one. I kind of took it. I took a, a couple weeks break since Kirby came out on it. Yep. But uh, once I wrap up Kirby, I'll jump back in. So yeah, I finally I got those powers that I need to get. So now it's just a matter of going back and cleaning up what I need. What I've have not been able to do so far yep so that's where i'm at so i really haven't progressed much all right uh have you gotten all the kernels already uh i think i just got the third one so yeah i'm just about like i said i was just about to ready to do my cleanup now um but kirby has been dominating most of my time i'm still chugging through kirby in the forgotten land i'm in i think world five out of eight so i'm getting there i'm getting there I've heard some things about the final boss and how that game wraps up. So I'm extremely excited to see what that is. So yeah, still having fun. Um, Got my third evolution for the fire uh, ability. So I'm going to get dragon fire and I'm very excited to see what that looks like. Spoilers, because I just unlocked the the volcano ability. All right. So you play Kirby now. How are you feeling about it? Yes. Played Kirby. We've gotten, uh, I've been doing co-op Kirby. Nice. Uh, with the, my doctor, uh, we've been we completed the first level. We're in uh, the first worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in the second world, the beach one. And she's like, "Oh, beach! I it's love fun. these ones. These it's are fun." Cool. Uh, I really like the puzzles. Yeah, the puzzles are fun. I like the side puzzles as well. Uh, but I do love that it gives you hints of do this, try yeah. and figure this out, and. I was like, oh, is it this? Is it this? Is it this? No, it is. It's the obvious thing sometimes. <laughs> uh, but we're having a fun time doing it. I don't like that Wall of E doesn't have a copy ability. I understand why yeah. it doesn't have the copy ability. Yeah. It'd make the game too easy if you both have copy abilities. I think it's very cute how they do it with the mouthful mode, too, where you kind of just like. You just <laughs> ride them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm here. I'm riding. Uh, but it's a fun game. It's a it is super fun. fun. It's uh, we're playing on the super yeah. easy mode too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, we completed the first like world no problem, and the prompt like, "Hey, you completed that really easy. Do you <laughs> want to go for the harder one so you can get more stars?" I'm like, "No, thank you. I want the easy." easy mode <laughs> yeah because you can always go back the game's not that long and the levels are pretty short so you can always go back in wild mode and get and honestly it's not that much of a benefit you only get more coins for completing something in wild mode and you get yeah. a little stamp that says you did it 
So really, there's not a whole lot of reason to do it. You can still unlock all the stuff you need to unlock to progress by doing Spring Breeze mode. So Right, and that's one thing that I noticed is that you can just replay levels and yeah. get all the yes. coins and build up your bank so you can buy stuff, which so what I've, I yeah, did. <laughs> more, yeah, what I've been more or less doing is I'll clear an entire world just by going through it for the first time. Mm -hmm. And then before I go do something else in the next world, I will be like, I'll do a once again replay of each of those prior levels of the prior world just to see if I unlock a couple more bloodlies. And usually that's what I've been able to do. Not necessarily going for the hundred percent, but at least like working towards that goal. So that way I can then get the other hint for the last thing that I'm missing. So yeah. Um, my video game brain all is out you'd be looking for the side paths and side quests. Yeah, yeah. To do so. While I'm scouring for that, uh, Doctor's just enjoying the game and like playing yeah. normally. It's like, okay, let's do this, let's do this. And I'm like, okay. I'm looking like, oh, wait, there's something over here, I think. It's telling me you should go over here. Right. Yeah, uh, no, there's, there's so many secrets, so many fun little <laughs> extra things you can encounter. I love the little collect collectible toys where you, you look in the, the mode and Kirby is like just looking at the figure. Yes. It's so cute. There's so much cuteness just in this game. It's just all very pleasant. It's just very happy. Currently, our favorite ability is the um, ice ability because yes. it skates everywhere. There's a little, yeah. Like a and then the pirouette axle. jumping. It's so axle. cute. It's so cute. And then, yeah, I, I really like the ranger, the gun power. I like when you upgrade it. It's just like, pat, pat, pat. Very satisfying. So a lot of cool stuff in, in Kirby. So still still having fun with it. Um, man, it's going to be, I don't know about any other games coming out this year, but man, it's going to be really hard picking a favorite game this year is all I have to say already between know, Horizon just, and Kirby. I say just between these two games, um, already reserved spots on my list. And what then we still have, games. and then we still have God of War later this year. Yeah. and who My knows? worry is that God of War comes out in December and we don't get enough time to play with it. Yeah, and Pokemon probably in November, and yep. yeah, so it's going to be a really, really rough year. We have the show coming out this this week with yeah. Lego Star Wars, yeah. Tiny Tina we still haven't gotten to. So yeah, note about that one. So because Gamefly sent me Kirby, uh, I returned Kirby last week, but apparently not in time for them to like process it. Mm -hmm. So it still hasn't shown as returned in my queue yet. So once that happens, they will ship me Tiny Tina, but that's still TBD. So heard some mixed things about Wonderlands. Uh, it seems yeah, like the Borderlands faithful are really enjoying it, but the people who already were like three didn't do it for me are not convinced. Um, it seems like, but one thing that has me interested is it seems like it's a more linear take on Borderlands. It's less open worldy to me. That sounds great because I feel like when Borderlands is at its best is when it's more of a linear experience. So yeah, I was reading the review that it's top down and then goes into these like arena battles. Yeah, there's like a world map kind of like Kirby. Yeah. Uh, and then like also kind of like Kirby, less like super big maps and more like very directed gameplay. Mm -hmm. It just seems again, seems appealing to me, someone who thought Borderlands 3 was what good like in like control wise and fun to play but way too bloated so that was a very long game <laughs> yes there's a lot of game yep. or not a whole lot of payoff <laughs> anyway so yeah we'll talk about that hopefully fingers crossed next week so the show and wonderlands next week we promise <laughs> yep we yep we hope
<laughs> anyway. Any other gaming uh, news before we continue? I think that wraps up video games. So that means we can safely move on to the second half of the show and we'll talk about television. And we always start television section with the sports corner. Yeah, you get to point out it. I get the sports corner. Um, yeah, the sports corner. Uh, big entertainment sports news, of course, this week. You already know this if you care at all about wrestling. WrestleMania 38 airs this weekend. I believe you can see all of it on Peacock. Yep, it's a two-night event. Um uh, tonight, Saturday, and Sunday in uh, Dallas, Texas at AT&T Stadium, a.k.a. Jerry World. <laughs> and yes, Stone Cold Steve Austin will yeah. indeed fight despite his old age. <laughs> this is a bad idea. I don't know. Bad idea. Just saying. Um, but yeah, else um, watch it for... You don't need to watch it for the storylines. You can watch it for the <laughs> spectacle because it is still does and continues to be one of the greatest entertainment spectacles on TV yearly. Of course, though, in real sports, um, we have more important news, (laughs) including we have our final four in the NCAA tournament. You have Kansas, Villanova, Duke, and North Carolina. Yep. Um, They play later today. Um. Uh, I think at one o'clock our time later today. Okay. Yep, with the NCAA tournament champion on Monday. So we'll find out who plays in the tournament, who plays in the finals later today yeah. with the championship on Monday, meaning Monday is when we will get <laughs> the one shining moment. Yes, if you've been waiting for <clears throat> the one shining moment like we have, it's happening on Monday. Yep. Then- uh, that being said, in the women's bracket. Yes. Uh, number two, Connecticut beat number one, Stanford. And number one, South Carolina beat number one, Louisville, which means South Carolina and Connecticut women's basketball finale will occur tomorrow. So we'll have the women's finale tomorrow and the men's finale on Monday. Cool. Then if basketball doesn't do it for you and you're anticipating <laughs> and excited for the beginning of baseball season, it's finally here. Thursday, the 7th, will be opening day. So, yeah, Friday. <laughs> yeah, like, oh boy, get ready because. Yep, the 7th, it's got a week delayed. It's supposed to be this week, but nope. Thanks, so yeah, You've been getting hyped and watching spring training games like I have. This is exciting news. Uh, so get ready, opening day. Um, start, I'm already starting to get more of my uh, tickets for games this season. I got a couple more. Uh, I'll tell you after the pod. But yeah, uh, very excited yep. uh, to get this ball rolling. So the next three weeks are going to be very sports-filled. Probably, yeah. We have WrestleMania this week. We have Final Four in basketball with the championship on Monday. Baseball starts on Thursday. Next week is also the Masters Tournament. Um, in Augusta, and then the following weekend is football. Yeah, with the USFL return, and everyone's excited for that, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Not just me, right? Right? Just you. That's just two you. weeks away. Yes. Just you. Yes. Only uh, you. It's no one else. football. It's football. <laughs> okay. But yeah, the next three weeks are going to be very sports filled, very sports heavy. Sure. But for now. 
That'll do it for sports. And it means we can safely move on to television news. And our first story takes us to the world of game shows and reality. As uh, some shows will be leaving and some shows will be returning. Yeah, the dull drums of summer where cheap game shows are cheap to make, so they put them everywhere. So we begin with a slightly predictable thing. Uh, Alec Baldwin-hosted Match Game is not expected to return to ABC. Uh, You can probably assume that a lot of this has to do with Alec Baldwin having a pretty lousy year last year, all things considered. But they didn't stop there as in in Card Sharks, Celebrity Dating Game, and The Hustler, are probably also not returning for the new season. Actually returning, Celebrity Family Feud, Press Your Luck and the $100,000 Pyramid, all expected to come back. Match Game, meanwhile, has not been in production even since 2022, prior to the pandemic, and only aired two new episodes the entire calendar year of 2021, which had been left over from the previous year. Meanwhile, Card Sharks, hosted by Joel McHale, ran for two seasons on ABC in its revival, most recently in July of last year. The news comes as ABC recently confirmed that reality show The Ultimate Surfer will not be returning. I didn't even know that was a thing that they had. That was a competition <laughs> last year to find The Ultimate Surfer. That makes sense. <laughs> I was still waiting. I watched it. exactly two episodes of it. <laughs> yeah. Still awaiting word of their fate and on the bubble are Supermarket Sweep, as well as current shows Judge Steve Harvey and To Tell the Truth. And recent entries, Celebrity Wheel of Fortune and the Primetime Jeopardy National College Championship. So, well, it remains to be seen if those come back. I would love to see more Primetime Jeopardy. Uh, I felt like when they announced that, that that was going to be a permanent thing. The fact that now it's not so sure is very confusing to me, but maybe the ratings weren't there. I don't know. Um, I mean, this is kind of the grander spinoff from their typical college championship. Maybe. I don't Maybe. Know. So many things that they can do with the Jeopardy format. I would love to see them play around with it more. Like, dude, where's Kids Jeopardy? I want to see Kids Jeopardy. They do Kids Jeopardy, but like, it's like a yeah, two-week event. A, it's been a while since I feel like they've done Same it. Same with, like, Teachers Jeopardy. They recently, like, yeah, up to that to Professor that. Jeopardy. Right, yeah, Professor Jeopardy. <laughs> uh, there's so many things they can do with Jeopardy. I want to see another Celebrity Jeopardy. It's been a while. Yes. So, anyway. Let's move on to our second story here, which is less of a news story and more like a thought experiment, I guess you could say, from creators of their shows. Yeah. So sometimes shows get canceled too soon or shows that fans love get canceled and you don't know what happens. Well, showrunners and executive producers eventually give interviews of what Mm would have happened because someone's always curious of what would have happened. Yeah, so we start in recent history as a lot of Netflix viewers were upset about the cancellation of the Babysitter's Club. Well, the creator says season three would have had the girls travel to New York and, quote, prepare for the many challenges and changes high school would have in store for them. That's per showrunner Rachel Schuchert. So we sadly will never be able to see this, but if you're curious at all what happens to these girls, let me introduce you to the books on which these shows were based. (laughs) So yeah, several of several of the books um, series had like big like three three book volume like bomb essentially yeah, yeah and yeah. that's where they would have taken it like they've taken like those uh, three volumes and then like turned that into what would have been season three of like the girls 
go to New York and yeah. find love and like explore their um, changing friendship dynamics, you yeah. know, away from it actually being about babysitting. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, if a fan favorite castle, the creator says that after the ninth season, uh, or starting with the ninth season, it wouldn't have ended on that happy family flash forward. Instead, would have had Nathan Fillion's character grieving the loss of Kate after the season-ending shooting left her dead, or so he would believe. Yes, because it would have been dun dun dun, not really a dead. faked out death scene. Yeah, but we can only guess as there was never a season nine of Castle. Yes, and then meanwhile, the often that not- he went to become a rookie. <laughs> yes, often the not the often not remembered God friended me. <laughs> if anybody cares, would have ended the same way, but less prematurely and seen season three continue on Miles' journey to discover who was behind the mysterious God account. Wait, you're telling me they canceled God friended me without ever having the reveal of who God was? Oh no, they did at the end of season two, but it was kind of a rush job and would rather seen it been more played out. Yeah. So sitcom becomes more sitcom-y <laughs> doing the exact same things. Ugh. I did not. For more like, seasons. I did not like God Friended Me. I thought it was stupid, but yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Speaking of what are you going to do, Disney Plus keeps putting out Marvel shit, and you watched the new one. Yep. Tell me about it. Moon Knight out on Disney Plus now. The first episode is available for you to watch. And, oh, hmm. Do you like mysteries and wrapped in boxes, wrapped in mysteries, if you don't know what the hell's going on, but somehow you should care? I don't, know. I don't, but I know somebody who does. That's what this show is. Okay. All right. Uh, so Moon Knight deals with the quote-unquote old gods of Marvel mythology, uh, mm-hmm. specifically in this case, Egyptian gods. Okay. Uh, and that's part and parcel where Moon Knight gets his powers from a sacred scarab and it attaches to him. But you also have this split personality going on. So Think Fight Club, where except you're bouncing forward in time um, because your main character uh, loses consciousness. So instead of seeing, it's actually a great way of hiding um, the fact that you can't do a fight scene. Uh, instead of saying like what happens in the fight scene, you skip all that and go immediately to the aftermath. Okay. Which is a great, like I said, it's a great way to say, I, I can't do fight scenes yet, but Here's the how I'm going to get around it by doing split personality and show you the aftermath. And yeah. you can assume what happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a mystery of a split personality. And it's explore. I'm just going to spoil it. There's werewolves in this thing. Oh, okay. If that is, and that's kind of like where this is going to like jive. Um, Moon Knight is going to be put up against with Blade and the Black Knight ah. and kind of those um, supernatural elements. I think Ghost yeah. Rider may also be considered in part of like their sector of uh, the Marvel Universe. Uh-huh. So if you like a lot of those supernatural stuff, Moon Knight is definitely the show for you. If you don't, and there's a lot of people who don't, uh-huh. it may not be exactly for you. Yeah. 
Um, I think that Oscar Isaac is the lead character. You get a lot of acting out of him. I think you could also probably get the same kind of acting out of um, Rami Malek in this role, mm-hmm. especially because I'm getting super Mr. Robot vibes from it. Uh. Uh, so it's only six episodes. It's short. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like Hawkeye. Hawkeye was also six episodes. I don't know how this is exactly going to connect to the entire MCU. We'll see at the end. Yeah. But I also don't expect to see any like big earth-shattering, cosmic-shattering stuff because this is not an earth-shattering, cosmic-shattering uh, um, series, much in the same vein that Loki was or WandaVision was. Much smaller this time. Yeah. Like I said, treat this more akin to uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where it's going to be somewhat of a global adventure, but also more of Hawkeye, where it's going to be self-contained to this one character. Okay. Yeah, we may check this out. Uh, I know Christy had this on her list because she's a big Oscar Isaac fan. Mm-hmm. So we might watch this next week and I might say what I feel about it. But yeah, um, it seems definitely the first time since WandaVision where one of these has actually seemed interesting to me. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, like I said, if you like that kind of split personality, uh, like uh, Fight Club, like uh, Rosh Hashanah, it's a lot in the same vein of those where you're not exactly sure who's in charge at what point, but eventually it will make more sense. Okay. And lots of mystery boxes. You don't know what's going to happen, which is both good and maybe bad if you want to know, like, <laughs> oh, I want to see where this road goes, or yeah. I'm driving blind here. I'm just in for the ride. Yeah. Your result may vary. All right. Uh, All speaking right. of results not varying i fin- we finished bridgerton okay finale um my review does not change <laughs> if you like that goopy juicy drama of will they won't they and they get up close and personal and right up in your face and right between each other's faces and they have to pull away all dramatically because <laughs> we can't do this <laughs> yeah it's like oh sexual tension just Zoom in closer, our hands touching, our maybe touching, our faces maybe <laughs> touching. Oh, this heat between us. And then I have to pull away because someone walked in. Too much. I can't, it's too much. I can't let them think that we are together because we are not. I am in love with your sister. I said so <laughs> as much, even though I am really passionately for you. So, yeah, if you like that, <laughs> you know a lot of that. It's a lot of that. <laughs> All right. Well, good to know that Bridgerton still continues to be Bridgerton. <laughs> All right. I don't think there's any TV that I can talk about. Just continuing stuff. Riverdale and uh, Outhouse and Amphibia keep going. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it from my side. So, yep. And as I mentioned last week, um, all your favorite shows immediately returned. This is going to be the last stretch between April and May. Yeah. Uh, for the rest of the spring finales until we get to game show summers or as we talked about what may still be game show summers i'm not sure a lot of it got canceled so <laughs> <laughs> yeah true all right so with that let's move on to cancellations and renewals we start with hallmark channel uh saying that the sixth season of chesapeake shores will be its last abc will be renewing the good doctor for season six and The Rookie for season seven. There you go, Nathan Fillion. Yep. 
can't believe that show's already been on for seven seasons. <laughs> um, Netflix will be finishing off Top Boy after five seasons. Adult Swim will be bringing back Teenage Euthanasia for a second season. And CBS has renewed for at least one more season, NCIS, NCIS Los Angeles, and NCIS Hawaii. So the NCIS train just keeps on rolling. Yeah, someone was trying to tell me that I should finish uh, watching Teenage Euthanasia. Okay. I'm not sure. Yeah, so you talked about it. It's like if you like that. That's not the one that I watched. Is that not the one? Oh, no. you're talking about the, the happy one. Yeah, I was talking about the happy friends. Or okay, I thought, I'm sorry. I, I have friends. not seen Teenage Euthanasia. I might give that a try, but like probably probably won't like it. Sorry, that's the one I'm thinking of, Teenage Euthanasia. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's move on then out of television. We don't have any deaths this week. Thank uh, you. Yep, I didn't find anything worth yep. noting. So that means we get to move on to movies, and we always start the movie section with the weekend box office numbers. This week, your number one movie was The Lost City with a $30 million debut. People do love their... Um, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. I was blanking on his name. You're Tanning Tatum. Yes. Uh, number two, The Batman, $20 million, adding to its $331 million total. RRR. Oh, you don't know what this is? No. RRR with a $9.5 million debut at number three. What is RRR? Uh, RRR. <laughs> uh, I remember what it was. <laughs> uh, action drama. Hmm. Uh, that's right. About two uh, revolutionaries and their journeys home before they started fighting in 1920s World War One. Got it. Good to know. That is a movie. That, that is, is a movie that was released. <laughs> we didn't talk about a new releases last week. So. It was not a wide release. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds like. Number four, Uncharted keeps going with another $5 million. That's at 133. And rounding out your top five anime movie, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie, with another $4.5 million. That's at 27 domestic. Mm-hmm. Upcoming this week, yesterday was Morbius. Uh, we will not, not be talking about <laughs> Morbius this week because apparently it sucks. Unless and you then, believed all the reviews yesterday, which says the greatest thing yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> and then next, week's, next week's big release is Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I've heard nothing but good things about on Twitter in the uh, festival circuit right now. Same. This is the one I want to check out next week. Yeah, might be cool. Ambulance with the LA in Ambulance capitalized. This is uh, the Jake Gyllenhaal robs a bank and then hijacks an ambulance. <laughs> In LA. I'm sorry, I said it that way because of the way it's stylized. That's the way it's stylized in the poster where the LA is like in red and everything else is yeah. in blue. <laughs> but so I'm, I'm, just, I'm just capitalizing it. It's not the way it is on the poster, but it's just, hey, we're going to make sure you know this is in LA, been yeah. ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, your big release next week Sonic the Hedgehog 2. It is 
a disservice that that movie is not coming out on a Tuesday because you can't make the Sonic Tuesday joke. How dare they? But also, Sonic Hedgehog 2 in theaters next week. Yeah, I feel like a lot of these films should have come out in February and March, but um, got pushed because they wanted COVID to either one, quell down, or two, restrictions to be lifted. Yes. Which is why you're going to get a bunch of like these kind of, I don't say temples, but high uh, production films in the month of April. Yeah. All right. So those are your new releases. I'm going to go into movie news. I'm going to flip these stories because I don't want to end on a downer. Yeah. So let's talk about the... the oh, but we're still going to end on a downer. We, we are, but a different kind of downer. Okay. Um, let's talk first, before we go into the Oscar night stuff from Sunday, let's talk about Bruce Willis. We have to talk about Bruno, everyone. Uh, the actor is no longer acting. He is officially retired after he was diagnosed with aphasia a condition that can causes loss of the ability to understand or express speech. Note, not all at once. It's gradual from what I understand, mm-hmm. but he believes that if he continues his career, it'll be harder for him to live with it. So this is allowing him to just spend the rest of his life dealing with the disease, hopefully recovering from it in some way and spending more time with his family while he's doing this. In a statement from his family, Willis, age 67, was recently diagnosed and, quote, as a result and with much consideration, Bruce is stepping away from his career that meant so much to him, end quote. Last year, Bruce Willis made headlines for starring in eight films in one year, already shot and has already shot at least six more films due out in 22 and 23. How has he done this, you ask? Because they're very, very small parts. What he's essentially been doing is he's been reading a few lines for like a brief appearance and then calling it a day so it's not like he's on movie sets for you know for days upon end weeks upon end he's just doing little small little bits to kind of you know get his name still in people's minds and it's been a lot of international films not a lot of stuff shot here in the u.s um yeah it it has been a running thing for the past three years especially with the razzies um yes yes, the past two years saying best category or best yeah. worst Bruce Willis film. Yeah. Because he started in so many films, at least over the past five years. So yeah. And now we kind of know why. This more or less confirms a lot of people's theories about that, which mm-hmm. is that maybe he's not doing too hot and maybe this is the only thing he can do right now. He can't commit himself to a big role anymore. And sure enough, that's exactly the case. It does at least put to bed the um, unsubstantiated rumor that he had a gambling problem. Yeah. And tried yeah. to pay off those debts. But at the same time, this just feels so much worse. Yeah, it's sad, but but I'm also happy that he's uh, like stepping back and actually going to like just rest for a little bit because it seems like that's what he needs above all. It's just going to be sad to see him this condition get worse if it does. It's going to be very very sad to watch. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that he doesn't have to do that in the public eye, I think, is the best choice for him. I mean, we've seen. The one that pops in my head is uh, Michael J. Fox. Yeah, yeah. Dealing with Parkinson's. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to watch anybody that you've followed for so many years have something so debilitating. So, like, yeah, it's just, you don't want to, it's, it's just not. If he can spend that time with his family instead, that's better time spent, in my opinion. So, 
But man, what a career though. Like just to think about Bruce Willis's career over the the last three decades is just amazing. Beyond that, four decades at this point, just on television. And then of course the diehard movies and then just becoming a staple of action. Like for so many years, like, yeah, no. uh, What a career is what I'll say. What a career, Bruce Willis, congratulations. And he's deserved a good retirement. So. Yeah, I mean, we've, Recently saw Liza Minnelli at the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. Not looking too hot. And so mm-hmm. it's, yeah, think about like just, yeah, just as you get older, it becomes harder and harder uh, to do this kind of work. And so good on him for taking a step back when he needs to. Mm-hmm. Speaking of taking a step back when we need to, we get to step back a few days and talk about Sunday night. And boy, is there a lot to talk about. It was Oscar night. We made our predictions last week. Our predictions were, I don't know, 70% there. Like we, hey, missed we took some swings. We, we took some swings. And so combined, did you do the math of where we're at combined? Uh, well, combined, we won, obviously. I mean, yeah, but I'm saying that, <laughs> let's do the, the media vote breakdown. So uh, I, I think did, on two, we completely yeah. whiffed on. So, so personally, uh, I did slightly better than you did. Your swings, even though you came out really looking really confident at the beginning, by the end of the night, your swings did not pan out uh, in the way that mine, some of mine did. Uh, yep. But combined, we did pretty well. Yep. Combined, we did pretty well. Uh, I think we pretty much nailed the os- or the act. Oh, the acting category was one I didn't get for best uh, actress. Yeah, you your swing did not pay off. My swing did not pay off there. Uh, my swing paid off for adapted screenplay for Coda, yep, yep and yep. for Belfast, yes. both of which you whiffed on. Yeah, didn't get the writing categories this year. Yep, yep. but my um, big swing of Mitchell's versus the Machines yeah. for best animated feature didn't win. It was in Kanto, Disney, even because people see Disney and then they voted. Pretty much. Yep. So. Um, that was our own personal story, but yes. as for the actual show, the big, one of the big uh, headlines was that the power of the dog was largely snubbed, only winning one Oscar for Jane Campion for directing, mm-hmm. which again makes her the second woman to win that award in the Oscar history. Dune ended up sweeping most of the categories it was expected to sweep. Visual effects, original score, cinematography, editing, sound, and production design, taking the most Oscars of any single film all night. Coda, as you said, won Best Adapted Screenplay, but also was the big upset winner for Best Picture, uh, stealing it away from Netflix yet again. So yeah, they were more willing to give Best Picture to Apple than to give it, even consider giving it to Netflix. I underestimated the Academy's vitriol for Netflix. You adequately- I tried to tell it. you. You tried to tell me, but like, I guess I thought that it was over. I just thought that the bitterness had ended, but nope. Another year and Netflix goes home largely empty-handed. Um, we also had acting awards go to the predicted winners. Jessica Chastain, Will Smith, Ariana DeBose, and Troy Kotsur were all your big winners. As you mentioned, Encanto, for the animated feature film, Summer of Soul for documentary film, mm-hmm. Belfast for that uh, original screenplay award, and Drive My Car was your foreign film or your international film, sorry. But all of that 
dwarfed in comparison to one moment that happened from a joke from the rock on stage. Not so shining moment. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't even really need to go into it. If you paid any attention to the world last week, you sure, or like on Sunday from Sunday to now, you definitely heard about it. Yeah, Chris Rock got slapped by Will Smith. He went on stage after Will uh, Chris Rock made a joke, an off-color joke about his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, went up there, slapped the shit out of him, sat back down, yelled at him, all of which was censored for the broadcast, but is easily accessible from foreign... Uh, international broadcasts. International broadcasts, and you can look up anytime. The aftermath has been... Uh, well, I should say, before I move on to the aftermath of the show... Later, Will Smith would, of course, win Best Actor, uh, then used his speech to kind of address the situation, tears falling down his face the entire time, talking about he feels like he is indebted to protecting his family, uh, sort of dovetails with the plot of King Richard, the movie that he won for, or at least tried to make them related. And then um, it was all anybody could talk about in the aftermath. Well, so, they gave him five, like almost six minutes of speech time longer than yeah. anyone else. It just, yeah. So someone said, do not cut him off. Let him go. <laughs> they just let him go. And um, the complicated aftermath of this is a couple, couple of notes here mm-hmm. you have here. First of all, um, there First was of all some... Chris Rock is not going to press charges. Right. Even though um, he could, like, he he could have. Yeah. So no, um, depending on who you ask, they either squashed the beef after the show or didn't. Mm-hmm. Also, depending on who you ask, the Academy asked him to leave and he refused or the Academy didn't do shit. I believe so the latter. Big questions about that part. But the facts that we do know is that later that week, um, he did uh, Will Smith did issue a formal apology. And also later that week, the Academy. Uh, I think as of last night, actually. Well, before this, I was oh. going to say the Academy also said they were going to look into the incident and yes. do a thorough research on it. Seems like the result was that they were considering expuls- expulsion. Right, uh, but they would have the brought it up on their next meeting, which would have yeah. been in three weeks. But instead of waiting, Will Smith went ahead and officially voluntarily resigned from the Academy last night. So... All this really means is that it one means that he will not be invited to Academy events, and it means that he no longer can vote for Academy Awards. Um, not yes, it means deal. that he yes he can still keep his Oscar yes. for King Richard. Doesn't have to give it back. Also, he can still be invited for future Academy can, Award ceremonies. Yeah, he can still be nominated. That's not keeping him from being nominated. And he can still be nominated. Yes, okay. he can be both nominated and brought back, which he will be brought back to. Yeah present the award for best supporting actress next year yeah so we'll see but but he is no longer a voting member of the academy that being said his wife is still a voting member in the academy and he can always attend as her plus one wherever she's invited and of course beyond the actual physical uh results of this and the actual things that happened uh this will have an impact on culture for a while. I mean, it was a big, like, big kind of event. I think that people will continue talking about this. I think depending on who you are, there's all sorts of different takes you can have on this. I will say I do not have a personal take on this. I feel like it was such a complicated event with a lot of different things in a blender 
that I don't really have the ability to say like, this is what this means. And this is who was at the wrong. Like, I'm not going to go there. Um, but yeah, I'm sure that like, if you want to find a take, it's out there. There's so many varying things. I mean, obviously what we like, the facts are like, should Chris Rock have made a really lame joke uh, that basically called out uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's uh, health issues? Probably not. Should, but also, should Will Smith have gotten on the stage and slapped him because of it? Probably not. Should the Academy have just let it happen and let him uh, do his speech? Also, probably not. Again, all of After all that actually did happen, we can't go back and change time. Um, Or if someone did, this is the result that we are now living with. Like it could have been worse yeah. if someone said, oh, well, we go back in time. And so tell me, just slap him and be yeah. fine. And yes, did Will Smith's uh, speech bring up a lot of good conversation points about like, what does it mean to protect your family in a larger sense? Like, where are those lines? What are the lines, especially for the Black community? What does this mean for like, protection of black women or commentary about black women's bodies what does this mean about like power in relation to uh rich people at like events like the oscars there's so many things in this one moment that can all be talked about but i don't know so all i'd say is those were the facts and that's what happened and that's what we're here to report on i don't really have much to say otherwise there's a lot of different ways you could read it so the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Science have accepted Will Smith's resignation. Yeah. They sag after the acting guild is still could slap Will Smith with disciplinary action. Yeah, it's possible. Yes. Um, also, people on Twitter are just generally stupid because they kept <laughs> tagging Will Smith the Dodger baseball player, oh, their no. tweets, <laughs> instead also, of Will Smith, the actor. <laughs> yeah. It's also going to be a bad week for the other Will Smith on Twitter, a tech writer who used to work uh, for a comp- the company that used to own Giant Bomb and um, mm-hmm. and Comic Vine. And so I bet that Will Smith, I think he was at Tested.com for a while, that Will Smith is also probably having a really bad time on Twitter lately. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so shout out to those other Will Smiths that are having a time lately um anyways that's all we're going to talk about for that for now i'm sure if more stuff happens in the wake of it we'll follow up on the story but for now that's what you need to know overall though okay oscar night i wish it wasn't (laughs) overshadowed by that event because i feel like conversations would be very different i feel like more people would be talking about coda's big win well, like we're talking about Troy Kotzer's speech. Yes, Troy Kotzer or Ariana DeBose's or Ariana speech, speech. Or Questlove's speech that happened almost immediately, immediately after. after. Yes. And so there's so many other big things, really cool things that happened at Oscar night that are now never going to be talked about again. And that kind of is unfortunate. Um, so yeah, that was, that was Sunday. Mm-hmm. Oh, lest we forget, it opened with Beyonce. Yes, on a, In uh <laughs> What we call it, say it was tennis ball yellow. <laughs> yeah, tennis ball yellow. Uh, also, a couple of notes about about uh, last couple of notes that I'll say is um, weird in memoriam, in which they had people 
talk about specific people, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of I felt was in kind of weird taste. Also, they would not stop like the half like the gospel vibes of the whole thing, which really threw off the vibe of the whole in memoriam. Right, like celebratory yeah. um Mount on High. Yeah, it was weird. So yeah, those I just want to mention that Oh sorry, weird. not Mount High Spirit in the Sky. Yeah, just weird, weird tone for, for the in memoriam segment. So yeah, that was the Oscars. Yeah. Um so congratulations to Coda for winning Best Picture yes, and yes. to Dune for winning the most Oscars that night. Yes. And with that, we can safely wrap this up. Oh, I'm but gonna... I, did, I did like what they did was eventually, even though they gave the awards out earlier in the night, they still gave um, nom- uh, the nominees and the awards during. Yeah. They ended up doing the thing that they didn't say that they said they weren't going to do. They did end up telecasting the mm-hmm. awards that were originally cut from the ceremony. So good for them. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's it for that. Uh, I'm gonna we're gonna wrap up here, I guess, because that'll do it for movies. And I'm gonna go watch the 1998 Academy Awards on YouTube. <laughs> yep. oh. um, I'm going to go prepare for the Final Four. Yeah. And WrestleMania. So in the meantime, thank you for joining us for the Media Boat Podcast. That was our show today. We'll be back next week. Like I said, we will talk about the Grammy Awards. Uh, We will talk about uh, the MLB The Show 22. We will talk about opening day for baseball. Mm -hmm. We will talk about the final final four and the finals, the NBA finals, or the NCAA finals, my bad. Um, For both men's and women's. We will maybe talk about Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. We will maybe talk about some more television stuff. All sorts of things next week. So stay tuned. That'll be next Saturday. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to catch our live streams and or archived videos, you can go to YouTube, search Media Boat Podcast and find us there. You can also find us in audio form on podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Amazon, uh, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you list us podcast, we are there. Just search Media Boat Podcast. We're also on social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle is at MediaBoatCast. Facebook, search MediaBoatPodcast to find our page. And last but not least, if you want to ask us any questions, give us any feedback, you can do so by emailing us MediaBoatPodcast at gmail.com, and we will read your emails on the air. So thanks for joining us this week. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, enjoy WrestleMania. Enjoy the basketball this week. Enjoy baseball this week. Go see some movies, but not Morbius. And have a good week. Yep. We'll be back next week with all that and more. And more. All right. Bye. Bye.